Hi guys and welcome to another episode of Reclaiming Philippinex Identity. Today I will be having two guests and they are close to my heart because I met Jason through church from Melanie and I met Melanie since fifth grade. Technically fourth grade but we were put in the same class so technically grade school. So yeah, they are really close to my heart and without further ado, here is Jason and Melanie. Hi guys! Hello! Hi! Hello! So fake! <laughs> Good evening! Just kidding, so this is Jason. Hi, my name is Jason. And Melanie. Hi, it's Melanie. So, um, can you guys tell me a little bit about yourself? Who wants to go first? Um, hi, so my name is Jason. Um, I'm 20 years old. I- I'm currently a uh, sophomore, junior in college. Um, I have a big passion for film and photography, kind of art-based kind of content. Um, I'm full Filipino. For two years, I moved into Hawaii when I was two years old. So initially, I never really was. I never had any like big practices on like the the way I was raised in the Philippines. So, yeah. what do you consider yourself as? Uh, uh, well, full Filipino American for sure. Um, both of my parents are Filipino. Any dialects? Um, hard to really say. I never really <laughs> asked them, but um, I would say both a mix. But I don't really speak neither one of them. Are you Ilocano Tagalog? I would say Tagalog more because I feel like I know more. I, I'm not too sure. I ever I always have <laughs> I I've always had like different conversations with my other friends about this too. But most cases, I always have a hard time because I never really ask my parents as much about like what language we both speaking. But because, but because like since I was my both my mom and I think my mom, she was born in or like she lived in Ilocos, so like kind of resonates where she can speak Ilocano, I think, language. Um, I know there's a whole bunch, but do you know like any words? Do you want to like sample like one word? They kind of like know? the stupid ones and like just say like, it. No offense, but like it's like the, the swear words and stuff. Like it's like sometimes. you just say it. It's a no filter. Um, and I like the first thing that popped in my head was "kotot." Or uh, that's not a swear word. Well, I wasn't trying to put out a swear word. <laughs> I was trying to be PG here. <laughs> okay, I um, guess. Uh, Mabuhay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know what else. Like you've been talking about your friends about this, like what, like how, and how. I mean, I think they've only brought up like what language I kind of speak more to or lean towards to, but I'm never too sure because I never really spoke in like my like my native Filipino language. I'm not too sure. So like you, you're, you're Americanized. Yeah, more Americanized, mm-hmm. but um, my my mom and dad they. Speak they both speak to me in their native language to me, but some cases, sometimes I just, I sometimes understand what they're saying, but I never really know exactly, like, in complete sentences. So, like, when they when they say, Oh, anakko, can you turn up the lights? You understand that? Oh, it, um, <laughs> like, when they tell me to, like, put away the food... Can you say that? Um, no, see, exactly, this is why I don't know. Okay, no, they're like okay. they're like they're like, um, they're like little pieces of words. Mm-hmm. 
and you kind of just pick up from like, oh, like I know what you mean now. So if that makes sense. Do you have an open relationship with your family? Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is a deep question. <laughs> Do you want to introduce yourself? Since Jason's just one of a, us. Just, yeah, like just give him a normal background about your thing. Yeah. I just Jason. We, we can continue with. Yeah, yeah Jason. Finish okay, up fine. with you. We'll just finish the session with me then. <laughs> um, my relationship, I can ask if anything. My relationship with my parents. Um, kind of hard to say. Um, I'm not very sociable with them. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really do a lot of interaction. Um, and it's really, this is kind of like more on a personal level, and like I guess I don't really. It's fine. I don't have like, you know, like those, those really close relationships with other Filipino parents, with other families, where you can have like normal conversations. No, honestly, it's fine because like I think we're all like on the same boat. Like, is is your parents like traditional? That's why. I like to say that they're a bit more traditional, and because um, like especially um, like curfews they, they expect you to be home at the same time so you know that's like the biggest main mm-hmm. thing that they don't want you to be out too long or else they get really like and um, empty yeah empty about it, so. thank you for sharing yeah yeah melanie what about you like who, who are you by the way like who, who is you who is you <laughs> <laughs> Continue, sorry, continue, Melanie. And I learned my Filipino heritage through my grandparents because they used to live with us. And they always spoke Filipino to me. And then I would pick up, but it would kind of be like conversational Filipino English. Like they would talk to me in Filipino and I would respond in English. And then sometimes I would speak English with a little bit of Filipino. Like, oh, Grandma, I'm going to go Degus. Or, can I have the Aku? <laughs> the what? The, what is the that? Aku, the, oh. the rice scooper. See, i never heard of that word before. <laughs> Ilocano. Yeah. Because you're Tagalog. That's why. Awesome. Tagalog. What is, what, is, what is Aklo in Tagalog? Let me search it. So, yeah, there are those things. I still use it to this day, even though my grandparents is not physically here in our house Sorry, sandok. Sandok is aklo. But yeah, what, what are you saying? Um, oh, and also, like, when I was little, I was placed in an ELL. Like everyone else. But did you have oh, perfect English? I remember that one. Yep. I feel like they just placed me in there because I wasn't talking, so they thought that I didn't understand English. <laughs> but... Yeah. I was in that one too. My mm, older sister was also in that one too. She actually spoke fluent Ilocano as a baby, but then she forgot, like, first. 
the end of mm-hmm. her kindergarten year. So that in itself, she's been Americanized because she picked up on English real quick that she forgot her language. But yeah. I think um, it was funny too. EOL session. I don't think I stopped going to that until like the end of my seventh grade or eighth grade, which I don't know if that was normal for like for standard like teaching. If that makes any sense. No, I think you can. You're you're released whenever you just. Because I wasn't released prior to after like doing that one of us like. Doing a teaching lesson at my intermediate days. For which one, sorry? EOL. So yeah. I, I didn't stop until like seventh or eighth grade. Really? So, like yeah, I was like I thought you would normally initially would stop at when you're sixth grade, but I think it still kept going. Because for me, I graduated when I was fourth grade, because I spoke fluently. See, this is the, this is why like I'm like I think it varies on people, yeah. which is weird, but. Yeah, I think, I guess in some way, I guess that kind of initiated, like, yeah, I passed. <laughs> Which is funny, because, like, I don't know, I think I spoke pretty well during my middle school days. Yeah. When did you graduate ELL? Two years. Oh, do you want to give a background what ELL is? Hmm? In case, you want to give a background what it stands for? Because I feel like some people won't know what that means. Well... ELL is like English of, of a second language language. English language learner. So there's E-L- ESL and ELL. And E-L-L. They're technically the same thing. Yet they're saying that. Oh my gosh, we're not fighting here. Well, ESL is a second language. Like you, English is not your second language, and ELL is. I don't know, because I was thought... I thought it was ESL, you said. They're both the same thing, because, like, um, I was thought... Taught... Sorry. ESL, ELL is basically, like, you don't really understand English as well, but it's because you spoke another language. So, technically, they're in the same category. But yeah. yeah, yeah. Makes sense. I think it was the ELL, that one. That one was the one I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, in ESL. I knew how to speak English. You know, I think I just had like an accent or something. I don't know. That's a weird one. But let's search it. ESL. English is a second language. No, I feel like that would be for you because your first language is Filipino. You yes, didn't sir. know English at the time, but you were transitioning into that. Whereas we were locals. So English was our first language. Here. So, is ELL and ESL the same? Many people confuse both. In short, ESL is an acronym that means English to speakers, and ESL is the course or class, which is the student. So, technically, they're both confused, but ESL in here is an acronym, and ELL is technically the course. Oh, ESL is the course, or the class. It's the acronym for English language learner. So you're trying to learn English. And ESL is the course of a student like, I mean, I'm putting an ESL program. There's a lot of tongue twisters for saying ELL. Uh-huh. E-L-L. Yeah. You know how else to, letter L starts with like an E. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> Going off topic. <laughs> it was so interesting. All right, so anyways. 
Did you guys have like a special like since you guys said what was the last thing that you said, Melanie? Uh, <laughs> Sorry, what I have, did I say? What did you say? It, it was something about like I was placed in this program. No, you asked me when did I graduate from the, Oh yeah. When was I released from the program? So then I said two years. From kindergarten and then I was up until <coughs> second grade. But yeah. So students that are in that program because what do you guys think about it what do you guys think about it about yeah i feel like um i never really, really knew how i initially got in mm-hmm. um i think i think i was just put in because i think I you think have to go through tests and some people kind like, of like sometimes they misidentify students mm-hmm. sometimes when i was younger i don't think i remember like parts of how I got in, um, how I feel about it. There's a question. What about you, Melanie? Sometimes people get misidentified. Because, like, yeah, you just get misidentified as a student. Like, they're going, they're testing students to see what exactly intervention program do you need? Like for my sister, like they thought she was sped because she didn't talk, but really she didn't understand English. <coughs> she wasn't responding to her teacher. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. When really like she didn't even understand her teacher. So yeah, versus me, it was like, I don't know what my problem was, but like I, it wasn't that I needed ELL, it was that I needed PSAP. Pisa. What's PISA? I remember something about that. I remember uh, that. So sorry, there's so much acronyms. What's PISA? PISA is a program, an intervention program for helping students transition into school life, helping it be more easier for you. I heard about it, but I, I mostly, remember... Mostly kids that, like, they're not very social. So like the shy kids, kind of? Yeah, the shy kids or those people that don't know how to interact with people, basically. That's kind of interesting. Never heard of that. But the idea of like, um, how do they even know? Honestly, I feel like they don't really know if you are who is meant to be in the ESL and ELL program. Cause like, um, I'm just gonna like transition into the song. Just listen to it. I. <laughs> I can kind of okay. I see. Uh, that's I, very that was unnecessary. <laughs> I found that very unnecessary. So, like, like hearing that overall, like, what, what was burning into your head? Um, I was just really confused as to why she find that necessary to really, like, slow like her mouthing, and then like, and then look here at the end. Thank you. By the way, Ruby is doing great. Bye bye. 
think there's like not a lot of awareness into like mm-hmm. how she speaks and then like you know, she. I think she finds it way. It just seems so stereotypical for people to do that, and like for any, it doesn't have to be for like the Filipino mm-hmm. culture. Like for any like Asian language, right. people who have accents and stuff like that. Do you like actually like hearing? This is the first time you ever heard it. Yeah. So like this is like Ruby. So like background. This is one of Ruby's like one in her album. So her album is circa ninety one. Ninety one. So it's basically. Um, her li- her like life's testimony because um, she really wants to empower like advocacy within the Filipino community like we're like looked down upon mm-hmm. so like hearing that and then hearing like the the voice that you heard like can you like put yourself in that shoes like have you been like stereotyped as growing up as Filipino um, not in that kind of sense of like for me personally like not in that way of I've been approached to. I think people were just kind of during my high school times mm-hmm. or like during like my like K K through twelve years. There's some incidents where people kind of like they they pointed up some flaws about like yeah. the way I spoke, but it was never like they spoke to me in like in that kind of approach. The way that like that audio tape was kind of giving me out. So I never really like it. Never really gave me that kind of reaction. Mm-hmm. Like oh, like this person's talking to me. Weirdly, like, why is she talking to me like that? It was more like they just pointed it out, like, oh, you, you have the accent type of thing, which I, like, did, which did, I think part- partially for me, I kind of got really insecure in my high school, mm. but over the years, I kind of like practiced more, and so I think I kind of got used to it and stuff like that. So I'm hoping that it doesn't really sound like that too when I'm speaking, but yeah, generally. Do you get like called fob in high school? Well, it wasn't like in high school, like, well, like. It wasn't like, oh, are you fob kind of thing. It was like, they kind of said it in a way where like, oh, um, you have like that accent type of thing. I was like, oh, really? I didn't, I didn't know that. Because like, there were some words that I guess I, that I said too. And oh, I was yeah. like, oh, like, really? But I say it weird? Like, I say it like that? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. How <laughs> uh, yeah. How about you, time I realized I was saying salmon wrong. Why? How do you say it? What? Salmon. <laughs> I, I hear people say salmon. I mean... I kind of say salmon too. Yeah. Well, for Filipino, well, I guess it's just my rule then. You just say it how it sounds, <laughs> or you just say it how it's spelled. You want people to say library or so library? Three, 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 three. I still have trouble saying that. Three, really? Three. Like Thomas. Like when you say three, the number three, you say three. Yes. No, because there was this one time I was reading something. I was like, there is three. Tree. So I still have like that slur. Like I have a hard time pronouncing R's. I think for you it's kind of different. It's because you you kind of you're kind of bilingual, right? Like, you yeah. speak both languages. So I, I don't know. I probably that's just probably like, yeah, just, for you. It's yeah, it's kind of has a bit more. You need more. I guess you needed more practice on that. Because you're first gen. Because you were born in the Philippines. You no. You're one point five. I I don't know exactly. I never really get much history background from my culture oh. or like a Filipino culture which is kind of I feel like it's kind of sad but like, no it's okay at it's the not same too time yeah like not, not like not in my family like, you don't really teach you yeah like not even my grandma or anything like that like why do you think that huh why do you think that about what like why don't your parents or your grandparents teach you about like your culture I don't know like I guess they're not very like they're not really invested in that kind of like like um during when I was younger because Funny enough, my siblings were the ones when we used to live in Waipahu in Hawaii. We, 
um, they were taught by like these Filipino ladies when they were when we were all younger. I think I was only like maybe three, four, five mm-hmm. years old, and I just I saw like these ladies in my pa who just came over our houses and they taught them. And I think after that, my siblings like yeah, now they forgot how to read, like they forgot how to speak in that language mm-hmm. now. Um, I told them when I was younger too, I was like, oh, I wanted to learn that language. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I approached my parents too that one time and they never really considered it. And so I guess in that way. What did, they, what did they like their face? Um, <coughs> this, I think it's very like, it's hard to really pick up because I have really terrible memory, but I think it's like, mm-hmm. like they're like, brush it off aside and they're like, yeah, like they don't really, you know, bring it up. You know, and importance kind of thing. But do you want to learn more about? I would like to, just because like it'd be interesting to be like at least speak in my native language or like any any language I know too. You know, I think. Because if anything, like if you if you do you like listening to podcasts? I do. So like, there's a Tagalog podcast. Um, yeah. I get like it literally teaches you Tagalog. There's like adjectives. I just found this like while googling, because I I'm in charge of our schools. So like it's called it's called Go Filipino, uh-huh. and then it's in Tagalog. So lesson one is the foundation. Two is finding your way. Double vowels. Oh, so like basically it's like kind of like a like a lesson. Yeah. Podcast. And you just listen oh. to it. So if you're interested, like you can follow. It's called Go Filipino. Let's I mean, I can Tagalog. give it a try. I, I think it depends on my approach because sometimes <laughs> I'm like I'm either in person or if it's oh. actually audio. But it really depends on how like I don't know. I gotta listen to it. Yeah. So. But that's pretty cool. What about you, Mo? What's the question? Can you repeat the question? Honestly, there wasn't any question. It was just like a straight conversation, huh? How did we bring it up about? Have you? Well, I guess if you put it that way. It was about how the reaction. Like, what was your opinions on it? I feel like it was more than that. I know, but we just branched off to that. That's true. Up on the slowness. It was like just because you speak slow doesn't mean that. They're gonna... The understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More better. Yeah, it's like... When you're talking to someone with the with a different language as you, like an English versus a... Sec- yeah. Versus another second language, it's like, it doesn't help when you're talking slow to them. Like, they can understand you just fine when you speak normally, just like this. Like... Yeah. I agree with that one. <laughs> For sure. I feel like it's really unnecessary. Yeah. There's just a big misconception or like we learned this in CLD for our elementary education. So CLD is culturally language culturally language and diverse. And the one thing you need to know is that CLD students or people with their O2 language, those whose language is not English. We have to know that they are not a liability in the classroom. They are an asset because, you know, it's just one different person mm-hmm. coming in a room with all these other English language learners, all these English speaking children. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, they're different, but it was like, they're at least one step closer to like being unique and bringing so much into the classroom, it was like, yeah, definitely, yeah. Kind of makes me shame as being a local. 
just knowing English, and I was like, that's all I can do. I was like, I'm Filipino. Like, okay. Well, it's like, kudos yeah, to our parents, yeah, because they, they know more than one language, yeah. I mean, you really can't blame yourself, though, because mm-hmm. like, you, were, you were born here, right, wherever you are, <coughs> that's literally where Sorry, I don't have taught. corona, by the way. It's <laughs> literally where we're taught, you know, um, and raised and stuff like yeah. that, so. Make a good point, Vincent. Yeah. Because it's a kind it's a blessing that our parents speak more than two language because they know at least they were they need to know english because they have to work here and then it's kind of a shame though that well did your parents teach you how to speak or no yeah they encouraged me to speak they encourage you oh okay or yeah i took a filipino class in college my freshman year what college do you go to if you want to expose that oh or you don't have to University of Hawaii West Oahu, guys. <laughs> Shout out! Okay. And yeah, my teacher was Manung Abe Florence. Give him this podcast after, yeah? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll continue. Well, uh, yeah. And we, yeah, UH West teamed up with UH Manoa's at their oh, Tim Puyog picnic. Really? When was this? Four years ago. Oh. Continue. And then yeah, when I started when I started like learning Ilocano, it like like for me it's like it's not enough to just hear it and say it. You kinda like have to read it. Like I learn better by reading and then saying it. Can you read Ilocano? Kind of. It takes practice. Yeah, I think it's just like. It's like I'm not, I'm not gonna know how to say it unless I see the words on like how it's spelled, you know. Yeah, I feel like um, it's kind of just taught in a way. Cause for me, my I have older sisters in the mainland, and they were initially born in the Philippines, but since they live in the mainland now, like regardless, since um, my niece and nephews are their kids, I think it's sometimes they they act, my sister do actually teach them some Filipino language um, which I feel like it really depends on like the parents and like how they want to be raised mm-hmm. or how they want like to be like taught so sometimes it's always, it depends on like how it's brought up in the surface for them mm-hmm. and, and then like, for you Melanie was it brought so decent was it brought up in the surface what was brought up like being taught how to speak by your family yeah I feel like it's it, <coughs> learn subtly because they because yeah i mean my niece and nephew they're like they're like right now they're like four six seven ish Mm -hmm. years old and they're like being taught at that age already so they can kind of understand what my i think my my sisters or their parents when they speak so there's a bit of like cultural Mm -hmm. you know filipino yeah i don't know yeah no you got it because when you're younger, you kind of like, it's if you learn at a young, if you're exposed to it at a young age, it really helps you. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, that's, that's a, true. That's a better way to put it up. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, that reminds me. I went to Philippines three times when I was younger, all under, like, just before I turned 11. Mm-hmm. So, like, one when I was seven, one when I was nine, and one was out, and one when I was 11. <laughs> and, like, I had all these little cousins who were, like, five or younger and they couldn't speak English 
and I couldn't speak Tagalog. So, but they were cute little cousins. And then yeah. I was like, how am I going to talk to them if we can't really communicate? So then I was like, you can't expect a little five-year-old to like learn English. They're not, well, they can actually. Where are you from in the Philippines again? Where were you? No, because I know like in the Philippines now, like they're being taught, or they're switching, like you need to learn English at, if, you, if you're like third grade, kind of thing, third grade, second grade, you have to learn English. Yeah. So now it's different. But, well, to wrap things up, um, any one thing or takeaways you guys have? Since Jason talked a lot, honey. <laughs> sorry I, if I cut you guys off, like I'm just like trying to engage conversation but anything you I think they could leave more on this hmm. no it's okay I lost my train of thought okay can you go this way I have any takeaways yeah any takeaways because um, you did say that you want to learn more about the culture um, and you're always eager to I think like in a uh, personal approach I think it's more intriguing when it's like festivals or like kind of like a event gathering mm. kind of thing because like i really find it really appealing when it's like when you hear about it like in the mainland too when it's like mm-hmm. held events for like filipino culture because i know like i mean like that's gonna sound weird i don't know if it's gonna sound weird but like you know when um megan during san francisco because i heard about her like <coughs> oh the usf thing yes, yeah yeah that one i thought that was really interesting because like you kind of you're really engaged and mm-hmm. you like emerge into this like kind of Filipino culture, um, like, background. The community. Yeah, and, like, I think that's just, just something, like... You think it's missing here? Huh? You think it's missing here? I feel like it would be really fun, and I sense, especially there's a lot of Filipino family members, you know, who mm-hmm. live on this island. I think it would be really interesting. I guess to add into that point is that it's because in... Because I have... I met a lot of great people in California, and there is a lot of that knitness, connectedness, like um they have like those uh i forgot what it's called but they have like events that they have like tinickling they dance and then they show it afterwards but in uh like in here especially in like hawaii you don't really like see it's not really like widely put out there because i i felt like there there's it's blocking in a way like something's blocking it for it to being like well like well put out there there's, not, there's like, I guess, in a way, not enough support. You can um, say that. Cause I don't in, know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But in the you know, University of Hawaii itself, like, I know UH Hilo has a really strong Filipino. And then UH Manoa, because there's Ilocano and Tagalog, so there's two separate, Katipuna <clears throat> and Timpuyug. So it's like, they're working in this way to being together, but it's just that individuality. Like, we need to, like, have an event where like there's all together like you can bring the community watch something like that but yeah so Melanie <laughs> don't stir her down stop? I cannot think like Sorry. spontaneous I'm s- making you nervous or something <laughs> no, I'm going to go my um it's just honestly like cause I know you're second gen and like you know the language. You you're taught of it, 
your parents encourage you to learn the language? I guess in general, like, what can you, um, what can you take from the culture itself? Um, I guess for me, I mean, like, it, it shouldn't be, I guess, it should be, since we're growing up, we should question our parents or, like, ask, like, know about our identity. Because, <coughs> like, growing up, it's so easy to be culturally assimilated to your outsides, to, yeah, to the world. And I think the only thing we get to know about our identity is to question our our parents, to question our family and even our grandparents because they have lots of stories to tell. Maybe they might have been ashamed to like say it because they're in America and they're, yeah. You actually bring up a really good point. Like honestly, um, like just reading, if like, if you guys like just reading about like the history of Filipino, like the reason why things are not being said is because there are shame of of our of like just the history itself. But learning point wise, there is so much. If you dive into like Philippine history, like anything that happened like past before, it really connects to what's happening now and why why everything is happening the way they are. Like, it's in the history. Like, um, do you guys know this quote from Jose Rizal? Do you guys know a quote? Okay. I mean, while Chachi is, like, looking it up, I mean, like, <laughs> we still do have, like, lots of things to be proud of our Filipino culture. I mean, like, we have Joe Coy, Manny mm-hmm. uh, Pacquiao. We have nurses who are in the front lines of our crisis right now. So... <laughs> Okay, so I found it. So, ang hindi marunong lumingon sa pinanggalingan ay hindi makarating sa paruruonan. So, he, he who does not know how to look back at where he came from will never get to his destination. So, basically, like, what Melanie just, this is some of what Melanie just said, like, if we don't take the, the time to ask our parents, our grandparents or parents, like, the the history of why things, of, the, of our culture, then we won't really get to where we are if you guys kind of get what i'm going at yeah yeah so like especially like emphasizing what melanie said like if you don't question your identity if you don't question your culture yourself you don't really know unless you ask and that's why in school we are taught if you if you want to ask something go ahead the only dumb question is you're not asking anything yeah yeah definitely definitely but they have well to wrap things up. I really thank you guys for coming on to my podcast. Thank you for letting <laughs> us put our personal input and everything. Sorry, Melanie, for cutting yeah. you off most of the time. It's not cutting off. It's like a spontaneous thing. It's like, damn, putting on the spot, and I'm like, what? Oh yeah. It's only just normal conversation. Kind of just like thought process, but. But yeah. Well, just to putting it out there, there is an event on May or July or May for Pusong Filipinas. They're celebrating their one-year anniversary. So if you guys are free, check it out. Okay.
And their Instagram Filipino. is at Pusong Filipinex. Do you mind sending the link for that? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'll send yeah. you guys the thing. But how do you guys want them to like contact or reach out to you guys? Do you guys have a socials? Sure. No, it's okay. <laughs> Two types of people. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what's sure. your social? Uh, Jason? It's just my name. So Jason with no Y. So J-A-S-O-N. And then Longueco. L-A-N-U-E-V-O. Uh, Instagram. Um, I mean, you can follow me on Twitter if you want. I don't really... I'm not very active on that one. And I have a YouTube channel. I'm not very active on that either. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, just generally, I'm not very active. But, I mean, if you want to look at my content, I'm a filmmaker and videographer. Um, but, Are you single? Yeah. Do you want to marry a Filipino? This is very irrelevant. <laughs> um, it's very relevant. Do you want to continue the bloodline? That's another topic. That's another podcast. Mm-hmm. What about you, Melanie? Are you sure you don't want your social Instagram? No, yeah, I'm okay. Okay. Just put in the link in the description, and then people will just look at it. Okay. Yeah. So, how do you guys want to end this? Um, mabuhay! <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. And then there's a quiet. No, I don't want to. Okay, <laughs> bye!